We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Mile High Insiders on Wednesday night. I am not Luke Patterson or Nick Kendall. I'm Scott Kennedy. I do morning shows, and I'm usually in the background at night because they don't, they don't want me to be seen at night. I get, I get ornery at night. So today I'm guest hosting. I'm filling in for Luke. I'm here with my friend Thomas Hall over on this side. Thomas, how are you doing, my friend? Doing well, other than technical difficulties, obviously. I'm uh, working on a different computer and can't really do as much. So, But I'm, I'm having a great time. Free agency finally is real. I mean, I know we've been looking at it for two days. And it's all been, you know, the temporary, uh, the uh, whatever you call it. <laughs> I can't even remember what it's called. The tampering time. See, I, now I, that I, it's official. I refuse to use that term. <laughs> I refuse yeah. to use the term legal tampering because that's an yeah. oxymoron. Exactly. So exactly. I, call it the, I call it the contact period. So yeah. it's just like it's, a, it's an old recruiting term. This is the this is opening the contact period when coaches are allowed to call the kids. It was a dead <laughs> period, then a contact period. It's a contact period. We're allowed to talk to these guys. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny how in the first five minutes of a contact period, we have our deal done. Like yes. we haven't been talking to them for the last six months. I know. So, it's so strange. Yeah. But it's Just... been a, it's been a great opening. I want to say hello to some, some folks in the chat, especially coming in Flazify. He came in nice and early uh, coming in, coming in yellow with, uh, with the super chat. He says, sup Thomas and Scott, that's us. Can you try to give three reasons why Zach Allen is better overall for the Broncos than Draymond Jones? I still think Dre is better overall. Upset on losing him changed my mind. I think I can give you three reasons, and it still might not change your mind. Um, I think he's a little bit bigger. I think that's one. A little bit better against a run. He's a shade younger. They're both young. He's cheaper, uh, so you can invest some of that money in other places like your offensive line. And five, he wants to be in Denver. That's a big one right now. We've talked on Broncos for Breakfast about some of the culture change. Most of the guys in Denver have never sniffed the playoffs. Now, I know he's coming from the Arizona Cardinals, so forget that part of it. But he's excited. He's got something to prove. He's athletic as hell, and he's big and long and strong on the edge. I was one, he was, This was one of my top free agent prospects for teams that needed an edge slash defensive end, including the Broncos. Y'all know I cover the Atlanta Falcons a lot. This was my top guy out there, really. And he's coming to Denver. I'm pretty excited about this right now. Is he a like for like for Draymond Jones? Maybe. But if you're able to do that and not spend $17 million a year, that's a win in my book, Thomas. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. I was disappointed to see uh, Draymond Jones leave. Mm -hmm. I've been you know banging the drum for him. He's a good pass rusher. But the th same things I've been saying about why you would keep Draymond Jones, you can say about Zach Allen. He's coming into his prime, uh, especially when defensive linemen come into their prime. He's at the prime age to really take off. So you're going to see the best, most likely the next couple of years of Allen. So that gives me hope. So those things that I was talking about kind of 
def, I mean, they're, they're very similar to, uh, to Allen. So I'm, I'm excited about it, even though I'm disappointed that Draymond Jones is gone. You know, it was a little bit cheaper, but yeah, that's the big thing is it felt like Draymond Jones didn't want to be in Denver any longer. So if you don't want to be in Denver, you're not going to put in your most effort, you know, that I, I would imagine. So get somebody else that's going to come in and put that effort in. So I agree with you on that. Yeah. And again, like I said, culture change, you know, Draymond Jones has never seen a winning season, you know, and that's not all on Draymond Jones, but you know, why don't I want to be in Denver anymore? Cause I, I've, I've been here. I haven't had a ton of success here. I've seen the fans turn on us to a certain extent. I'm, I'm ready for a fresh start too. Zach Allen's ready for a fresh start. It could be where they both end up playing better next year. You know, Draymond was good when he was healthy. Uh, Zach Allen's been really good when he's healthy. He's big and he's strong. I really like him on the edge and against the run. I think I think he could be an upgrade against a run. And we'll see how he ends up doing against um, the pass as well. But thank you for coming in with that super chat, my friend. Appreciate it. want to say another big thank you. I don't get to say thank you here enough because um, Dylan's on in the nights a lot of the times. And every once in a while, I get to see him uh, when I'm doing these shows. Dylan is such a huge help to these chats. Um, just because even when I'm moderating, I'm usually just following like right now, my timestamp on here says seven 47. Well, it's eight 22. So I'm 30 minutes behind <laughs> trying to catch up to say hello to people. Yeah. So I'm, I'm checking on super chats and Facebook stars and making sure that those are, are getting taken care of. And I don't, I can't keep up with the chat in life. Dylan does. Dylan does a fantastic job. So thank you so much, my friend. It is, it is super appreciated. Yeah, thank you, Dylan. Thank you for being here. And thanks for everybody jumping in the chat. I, I'm really looking forward to this discussion. I mean, I know that we've been talking about free agency for two days, but it's officially official now. And then what's the <laughs> next thing that's gonna gonna happen? So I haven't had a chance to talk about free agency at all yet. So I'm pretty excited. I've got some favorites, but you know, then then what are we gonna do after this? Today is, you know, it's already in the third day, so to speak. What comes next? That's another that's another big topic that we've got to address because there's still some holes in this roster. Yeah, and it's you're not going to fill them all. It's hard to go from you know five six wins to a, a playoff team right away, or you know to be in a full roster period. A lot of times, and I, I think I said this to Miguel or Lawrence the other days. You know, it's kind of the blinders. You know, it feels like wait, we've got a ton of holes. Most teams have a ton of holes. You know, it's like right. well, our our backup quarterback's position wasn't very good. It's gotten better. But, but, you know, going to the last season, like nobody's backup quarterback position is really <laughs> that good. You know, if, if you, if you got 50 million in a court and you're starting quarterback, the better the starter, probably the bigger differences in your, in your, in your team. So that's fairly common. An injury to a starting quarterback really hurts you. So want to say hello to some folks again, Seth coming in, saying up, Scott and Thomas. Good to see y'all. Uh, Michaela Israel. She's, uh, she was answering somebody else to, to Mike S. I, I came down to when we started to say some of our hellos. Uh, including Michaela, always a big part of the chat. Jetty Splash, two of the best. Well, thank you. I don't know how often uh, Thomas and I actually are on together. Uh, I'm usually you know, giving him been. crap in the background of his morning show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've ever been on together, Scott. So this will be, uh, we talk a lot after and a little bit before. But yeah, this is our first show together. So it's awesome. Thank should, you. Uh, should record those. And, you know, we got to hang out a little bit. So I've actually met Thomas in person. I have not met Nick in person. I've been working with Nick for two <laughs> years. We've done 400 shows together, and Nick and I have actually never met in person. Um, Kevin Grace and A. Scott, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, U.S. Dave, say, yeah, Scott and Thomas. Glad um, <laughs> glad you're uh, happy to see both of us. Peter Conway says, is Sutton going to stay after the Patriots took their wide receiver? This has been a hot topic as well, the wide receiver conversation. I know there's a lot of people in here talking about Jerry Judy as well. Uh, Chiefs fan came in and made an ass of himself last night and was banned in a hurry. I think Dylan and I act like, you know, Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp, see who can get there quickest. Dylan beat me on the quick draw. So he's Doc. I'm, I'm, I must be Wyatt. Um, but the, the wide receiver conversation, I don't think this, any of this means that we've, from everything we've heard, that someone has to go. It's, we, we're listening. We're, they're on the block, but that doesn't necessarily mean that someone has to go. Um, and I, I still think if someone's going to go, it would be Sutton over Judy. You know, it, unless someone comes in and blows your socks off with a first and then some, you know, the the report out there, I think that that Nick sent me today was the the 
Broncos would listen to a first for Judy, but they were at least a third for Sutton. Based on the money involved, I think that makes sense. Um, but I think Sutton's chances of staying are pretty good unless he wants out. That's the one thing we can't, we don't know for sure is maybe Sutton is saying, listen, let's, let's do this quietly, but find me a way out of Denver. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That would be it. Would be a shame. I love Sutton. I love the way he played early in his career. Very aggressive after the ball. It would be a shame to see him go, and and not just because I like it, but the fact that he uh, there's so many injury history, so much injury unknowns with the wide receiver core. The only mm-hmm. one that's really healthy on the four that we've been talking about is Judy. Mm-hmm. So you're you're saying, oh, we'll just get Tim Patrick back and it'll be fine. Well, nobody knows how how his recovery is going to end up being. I mean, Cortland Sutton took a while to get back into the swing of things. He may as well. I just don't like the uncertainty of now if they're trading a player for player, you know, they're getting another wide receiver that they really like. Okay. I can see that, but you jump into the draft. If you're not getting, you're getting a third or fourth rounder for Cortland Sutton, you know, that you know what you have in Sutton. You don't know what you have in the draft. If you're moving Sutton, it's more about the money and that he wants out. Than, than getting whatever you get back. I, I mentioned um, the Colts today, uh, this morning, talking about Stefan Gilmore for a fifth. That's robbery, you know, for a player, <laughs> player. That's a financial deal. Yeah. Cortland Sutton being moved is a financial thing, not for what you would get in return for him. Whatever you get in return yeah. for him, it's like, we'll take this. This isn't what he's worth, but you're going to be taking on his contract too. And we've talked about how, and for me, Thomas, looking at his contract, if you want to move him, wait a year, you know, wait right. a year, see what he can do under Sean Payton and the financial ramifications for moving him next year are so much more beneficial to this team than moving him this year, you know, which not only helps you, it would help the team that would acquire him too. So I could wait a year and get production out of Sutton, see how it goes. And I could actually get more in return and save more money if I waited a year. So something tells me a little bit, because it doesn't add up, maybe Sutton wants out. Yeah. Maybe. 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 It, it seemed like he didn't like it with his tweet that came out. You know, he seemed like he was upset that he was being, you know, even mentioned in a trade. So I don't know. You could be right on that, but you're all absolutely right. Wait and see what happens. I mean, it, it's like they've signed everybody pretty much. They're, they're missing a couple pieces, but who are you going to go out there and get now at this point? That's going to make a huge difference in the couple of the positions that you still need. Well, Don't... It's, it's hard, you know, when you're not in the building right now and everybody's away from it. And, you know, I've worked in a remote business for 20 years and the more you're away from people, the more it feels like I'm the only one that's doing anything. And this guy's sniping at me behind my back and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then when you all get together, everything's all good again. 
So when they're away from people, the rumor mills start going and the, your brain starts speaking all the negativity. We talked about that with the quietness of the coaching search. I, I mentioned that to, to all y'all before. I, the longer it was quieter, the more people started panicking. Right. And I'm like, listen, you don't know anything. So Sutton reaching out like that is another symptom of being apart from everyone. And frankly, if you played for the Denver Broncos last year, unless your name is Russell Wilson because your contract prevents it, or Pat Sertan, you're you're expendable. There, there isn't any one of you that basically I wouldn't listen for. And I'd listen for anybody. You want to come to Sutton with me? Okay, let's talk two first-round picks, and I'll answer the phone. Then I'm going to go for another one yeah. um, to, to close the deal. So everybody has a price, so get over it. Mike Givens, good evening, Thomas and Scott. Good evening to you as well. And Michael Ranquillo, breaking the ice with stars over on Facebook. So thank you, sir. Says good evening, Thomas and Hall on the Mile High Insiders. We're going to go Mile High Outsiders tonight. I'm on the outside <laughs> yeah. looking in. Sometimes you need that, that look. Go Broncos and buck them with a B. So thank you, Michael. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for coming in, Michael. We really appreciate the sport all the time. You're 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 a rush, Mount Rushmore of Mile High mm -hmm huddle uh, that's for sure but yeah i mean i just uh, you you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there's a lot of uh uncertainty nobody knows what's going on people are going to ask for any you know ask if anybody's tradable what they're going to take in their trade so I don't, I don't i understand the business side of it i just don't understand the playing on the field side of it i just you, when you have someone like Sutton, they're trying to change the culture they're going with a much uh, to me, it seems like they're going with a, a different attitude. Like they're going to be out there, you know, bullying people around with the with the people they picked up on free, you know, free agency. In my mind, they've they've got a, a lineup of those. Sutton, to, in my mind, has that mentality. I, you know, I think he's very aggressive. I think with the right coaching, he's going to be, uh, uh, you know, kind of hard to handle when it comes to you know even blocking. Uh, from my mind, he's a big guy get the right coaching, get back to his old self. That's the mentality that you want to have on this team. And he has it. I think he has it more so than Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy might be a little more talented, but I think his mindset fits what they're trying to do. Well, and Miguel asks, uh, sup gents? Appreciate you coming with the stars, Miguel. It says, do you see a trade at wide receiver and another big free agent signing at, say, DB or running back? Um, we, we hit on the wide receivers a little bit. Um, and the thing is, is I kind of joke with y'all all the time about, you know, it, why would we trade this guy? If you want to get something back, you're going to have to give something up. You know, it, it's like when people say, man, this guy sucks. He's overpaid. He's old. He's always injured. He's overrated. We got to trade him. Well, he didn't <laughs> do much of a sales pitch on that one. I tell you <laughs> who the hell was that guy? Yeah. So exactly. it really becomes like, well, you know, Sutton's been hurt and Patrick's been hurt. Well, we need to trade them. They're, they're costing too much money. We need to trade. Them. No, no, that's not how it works. If I want something back, Let's talk Jerry Judy in a, in a fifth year option and cost control contract where he's cheap this year, relatively cheap in his fifth year option. Now we can talk about getting, but I don't want to give up Jerry Judy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I, so that's absolutely. With it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think uh, the other parts here, the DB and the running back are kind of in play. I think they've kind of solved that with the uh, Tremont Smith signing. I mean, I, I like Mathis. I think he, he's going to be your starter. You know, you got some good depth. I don't, I don't see a big splash coming from the DBs. Uh, I know everybody's seeing uh, Slay out there available and hoping for it. I just, I don't see it. You can't have stars everywhere across your team unless you're drafting them and got lucky. Uh, I do think they might add another running back, possibly, mm -hmm. but not a big splash running back. There, I think they're what at seven million now in cap space left. So unless they trade some money away or do some restructures, they're almost kind of done. Uh, except for some small ones. If the right guy comes along, you can make something happen. I mean, sure. I've watched, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at the saints a couple weeks ago or $60 million over the cap and they go and sign Derek Carr for 35, $40 million, whatever it was. You can, you can do some things. Um, big free agent signing. I don't know, man. I feel like that probably would have been done already. Yeah. You got, you really got three. I was expecting one, maybe. At right tackle, and you got three. You want big signing at, at guard and big signing at edge. You know, when that first came out, and I, a lot of y'all saw it, 
when when McGlinchey deal came out, I said, "There's your Draymond Jones money," and, and maybe it was, but that Draymond Jones money went to Zach Allen too. <laughs> and that Draymond Jones money went to to uh, to Ben Powers. So there was a lot of it there. Um, and you mentioned you can't have stars everywhere. Well, you know what? When Phil McLaughlin's here, you you can't. You can have stars <laughs> all over the place. So appreciate the stars, Phil. He says, "Good evening, Thomas and Deacon Scott. Get well, Luke. Yeah, absolutely." What do you guys think about the Traymond Smith deal? And I probably butchered his name. That's how much I know about the deal. Go Broncos and Buckham. What do you have you done any research into him after he signed Thomas that you could you could help us out? Otherwise, I'm going to be reading PFF stats and, and bio information. Yeah. I can't no, yeah, say I never watched him. I didn't watch a whole lot of Houston last year. Yeah. He's a solid uh, backup. And I think uh, from what I saw coming when he got signed, he, a lot of Houston people were sad to see him leave. Mm. He's he's definitely a, a solid backup type. DB, but where he really is going to cause some, uh, you know, some havoc with some of the uh, incumbents is the kick returner. He might push uh, Montreal Washington out of that kick returner spot. He's got some pretty decent stats uh, for kick returner. Uh, so I think he, I think that might be his, his forte is uh, coming in, doing some special teams and then being that fourth kind of fourth cornerback. Um, so I, I'm happy with it. Yeah. And if you, if you look at, if you, Again, I don't know how how good a job I you take you take pro football focus and their grades with a grain of salt because it's different people doing different different grades, different players for all teams. The ones for the Atlanta Falcons are pretty good. I think I can I can look at them and say, okay, yeah, you can you can believe what you see here. The ones for the Broncos, I think, are a little more shaky, but okay. Um, but you know, when I look at this, you know, he's he's playing about two hundred snaps. Um, I think Justin Simmons played a thousand last year. Yeah. So, you know, you're a, you're a part-time guy. How much is he going to want to come in and play? Is he, is he being counted on to play? Again, Thomas mentioned special teams, uh, his specialty, what he did get a good grade on was, was, uh, run offense. So, you know, a physical guy, maybe in the slot that you use him again, I, uh, Thomas, I joked this morning with Nick that I think maybe the best run defender at edge at setting the edge and defending the run for the Denver Broncos last year was cornerback. Kwan <laughs> Williams. Oh yeah. He's awesome. Uh, he's a beast, man. I love Kwan Williams. I, if he can stay healthy, that, uh, that was one of my favorite Simon signings him and DJ Jones last year. But yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good signing. I just don't think it's uh, going to, you know, bump anybody out of the starter position, but special teams is valuable yeah. and Montreal, Washington, Need, and I, I tweeted this out. He If he doesn't improve tremendously, he's going to lose that kick returner spot for sure. Well, I think and, and even on the coverage, the hidden yardage that you get in the kick coverage, as you yeah. see, it cost it cost. Uh, I forgot his name. Dwayne Stukes. Yes. His, his job last year was the, the return and coverage that those hidden yards. Mike Ford, cornerback, Denver Broncos. We watched him play in the preseason. It was just like, oh, no, no. <laughs> He went to the Atlanta Falcons and was a special teams ace. Yeah. He was so good as a gunner um, that on, on punt coverage. He was really, really good. He can have a job as a gunner on special teams in Atlanta for as long as he wants one. He actually got featured by their social media team for some of the things in blocking for Cordero Patterson's touchdowns. So, yes, I cringe. I was like, Mike Ford, come on. <laughs> But you know what? He he's got a job in Atlanta for a long time. Tall, dark, and Mexican coming in on YouTube. He says, "Ian and fellas, love the coverage, morning, noon, and night." Yeah, you're pretty much twenty four seven consider around uh, around the Denver Broncos coverage with Mile High Huddle. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Y'all got it going on of the newly released free agents, Darius Slay, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, et cetera. Do you see us going after any of the bigger names? Thomas, you mentioned those two a little bit earlier, so I wanted to you know, just follow that up with, uh, with TD&M here. Yeah, I don't. I just don't see him going for it. I mean, I think the price is going to be too high for Slay. Number one, uh, I think he got. It would be awesome. Don't get me wrong. It would be return of the no fly zone, or maybe even better. Who knows? Uh, but it would be great. I don't see him going after Zeke either. I don't. I don't th- think they're going after either one of them. I. I mean, I'd like Zeke if he came in at a super cheap deal, but I don't think he will. Uh, I. He's got that reputation of you know he was the number one guy. He had a big contract. I don't know if he'll settle for a cheap deal to kind of prove it. I, I'm not sure, but. I think he'll get a deal somewhere else. I, he just he doesn't he have anything to, be, to prove. He's not going to yeah. get another big long-term right. contract. So yeah. if he needs to go, if, if Zeke's going to go anywhere like that, I think it would be ring chasing. You yeah. know, again, I watched guys like Todd Gurley, who were phenomenal and then fell off a cliff. Steven yeah. Jackson, big power backs, fell off a cliff. <laughs> yep. You know, and, and has Zeke been anybody to really be feared in the last couple of years? You know, uh, you know, there's a reason why Pollard got the franchise tag and Zeke's out of work. Yep, absolutely. And, and I think they're going to go to the draft for a running back. I think, you know, there's not much left out there. If you want to get a nice young running back, you're going to have to go to the draft. I think they I think they'd like per, uh, Perrine. I, I think they think he can kind of carry the load a little bit and, and in hopes that Javante Williams returns and and does something down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I just don't see him doing it. I don't see him doing it with Zeke. I could be wrong totally, but I think they're going to go to the draft. I think if there's anybody that's going to come in kind of, you know, last minute, it might be an old center because, and I, I, I don't know if that's true. I, I wrote up uh Cushenberry. I think that it's possible that Peyton sees some of the centers he had in the past in new Orleans in Cushenberry. So he may just take a chance to think that he can he can resurrect his career. But at this point, we're we're getting down to the the wire here, where there's not much left unless they want to bring in an older center like Hudson. You said, or you said that like Ron Burgundy, Cushenberry. <laughs> Damn it! You put a question mark on there. <laughs> it's true. I mean, but if you look at it, you him him coming out of college, he had the same traits of a couple of the centers that I mentioned in that article that the Saints had. Now, whether he really is that guy or not, you never know about coaches. You never know. They might have liked him back then, and they might think, "Hey, we'll keep him around for one season." But they have to draft one this year. Yeah, you've got to you've got to find you've got to find competition. You cannot you cannot pencil in Lloyd Cushenberry as your starter right now. No. I want to get a veteran that I feel better about. And if Cushenberry beats him out, so be it. Yeah. Good on him. But you cannot go through another season with the center play that you had last year. Cannot. Um, you Problem know, I mentioned DFF no and there. take the grades with the great, their grading <laughs> system with a great assault. But I think there were 36 centers that had enough snaps to qualify. And the Broncos had two of them because basically two of them played half a season each. Cushenberry finished 32nd. And and uh, Glasgow finished 29th, and I'm scratching my head, going, "There were three guys worse than that." Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, let's face it, Cushenberry did not fit in that offense in that offensive line the, at what all last he year. Fit in? He's been terrible for two years. <laughs> that I've been. Well, watching. I'll tell you, he he did have improvement from his rookie year to his uh, sophomore year. Not a huge improvement. It was improvement nonetheless. Went from being really really bad to middle of the road, so that's good. But. You, there's little slim pickings, right? Man, is Ben I'm, Jones I'm or really? Rodney Hudson going to come in for a cheap deal at this point? Unless they restructure somebody and, and make some room. Don't get me wrong. They might. Who's coming in at center right now? That's that's what I keep cra- uh, questioning is who, who are they going to sign? It, the bar has been set low. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's I mean, true. That's, that's where I am with this. People are like, oh, we should bring Glasgow back because he's cheap. I'm like, he's cheap for a reason. <laughs> It's Mike, true. Well, he it's can do true. this and this. No, he can't. He's done. I don't want him on the field. Well, he's a cheap backup. Well, a backup might have to play. That's right. I don't want yeah. him out there. Cushenberry, if you cannot hold the point of attack at all, I got no use for you, man. 
Yeah. You know, he, I just, so he's, he's decently athletic, gets out of the second level. Yeah, but he's he's in the backfield on every snap. Yeah. No. You well, got there. And like I said, if he improves, I'm not calling him a bad player, but he has played badly. Yep. You've got to improve on the center play that you had last year. And maybe to your point, maybe they can they can coax that out of him with some with some new with some new coaching. Better scheme play will help for sure. You know, the nose guard can't tee off because he knows, you know, it's it's gonna be a run play or a pass play, depending on the set, but uh <laughs> some better balance will help. Gina Cooper coming in here, always keeping us balanced. Fair and balanced, right, Fox? So good evening, guys. <laughs> Glad to have you here once again tonight for another fun free agency night here. Go Broncos country. It's been a whirlwind. I t- I'll tell you, Nick Nick keeps all those guys on alert. He's, he sends me the updates. And it, it got to the point where, like, man, bing! I'm like, I, I don't have time to write another article, Nick. I can't keep up. Yeah. So the news that's been coming out, it's been, it has been a lot of fun, Gene. And thank you. Hope you have a, a fun time tonight as well. Again, you're watching the Mile High Insiders. I'm Scott Kennedy. I'm one of the Broncos for Breakfast hosts, and I'm producer on in the background. It, and, and a lot of y'all watching who don't always in the chat because we've got a bunch of new eyeballs today. Might not know who I am. This is Thomas Hall. He's a regular. Uh, I'm filling in for uh, filling in for for Luke. I almost called him Luke Sanderson. Luke Patterson, <laughs> who uh, was a little under the weather. So we're having a good show tonight. So if this is your first time here, uh, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And make sure you get those alerts so i want to come down a little bit more george fox has come in with some stars as well i want to make sure we find george and he says uh thank you for the for the stars george over on facebook uh he says in there's uh there's nick right now sending me twitter instant messages (laughs) so i can't look at it nick it's glad to hear your opinion on how the team is coming along um needed a guard Again, I was, I've, I've not been a fan of Dalton Reisner. It's something I questioned behind the scenes early on last year. I'm like, how is this guy getting a pass? You guys want to talk right tackle. You want to talk center. Your left guard stinks. Um, and again, I'll say the same thing. He, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm saying that he has played badly. And that can be part of the whole system. You've had two coaches fired in that time where the whole thing can be a mess. Dalton Reisner may thrive at a new place. And he may have been better this year, but the last few years he's been poor. Bringing in an AFC North bully with 330 pounds in the trunk. Oh, I'm all about that. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to see Ben Powers. You, I, I'm a big fan of Zach Allen. I think you can get better production, especially on the edge run defense out of Zach Allen. You got a Draymond Jones. And uh, Mike McGlinchey, I think, should solve the revolving door at right tackle for the next three or four years. And you should get plus... Maybe not $17 million out of the right tackle position, but I think he's a first name on the team sheet and you can forget about, you know, worrying about right tackle, Tom. Yeah. I I don't want to proclaim that we've won anything, you know, when we're watching these, (laughs) these signings, because it is March and people that spend a lot of big money in March don't always win, but they addressed some serious needs that have been deficient in the Broncos team. And that is a huge win on my part. And they they went and were aggressive. And they're cha- they're changing the face of that offensive line completely. And that's what they needed to do. So I really liked it. But I like the other signings too. I mean, they're going out and getting people that are fitting this new mentality. And the tight end, Man Hurts. What a name, right? I like and Powers. It. <laughs> you know, Powers and Man Hurts. You know? trenches and we got Man Hurts and Powers. That's right. You know, uh, I like it. More, know, go more out power, there. more power. That's right. Go out there and and pound the rock if you have to. Whatever it takes. I don't think that they're going to be all just about the run. I mean, these guys are are going to play. You know, they're going to pass the ball too. But I like the signings. I really like. I like Allen too. I you know even though I was a little disappointed to see Draymond Jones go. I think they're addressing these needs well. I don't care if they overpaid. It's not my money. I don't care. You know. Well, overpaid I, I do, if you have to. I do when it means I can't address other positions. That's that's when when I when I run into the actual cap, then I'm interested. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, we've had this conversation about Melvin Gordon's contract, and that was one of the reasons why he was never really embraced. Thought he was overpaid, but every second that Melvin Bron- Melvin Gordon was a Bronco, the Denver Broncos had lots of cap space available, like eight figures, ten million plus of cap space available. His contract wasn't preventing you from doing something else. Uh, Russell Wilson's contract is 
you know, that's where you start running. It's like, I, I do care. So when you're able to get value out of a player, I'm, I'm very interested. And, and Riptide comes in. He's coming in. This is our first super, first super of the day. So appreciate you breaking the ice on YouTube. He says, do we know how these signings impact the cap? I think the guys that came in are pretty low. Um, I don't think there was big money put in into those. Um, Samaj P. Ryan probably got the most of that bunch, but I haven't seen the numbers yet. Um, you know, where we've got the numbers relatively for Ben Powers, Jarrett Stidham, McGlinchey, Manhurts, Alex Man Singleton, hurts. and Zach Allen. I have not seen the the money on Burton and Smith yet, but I can't imagine it's going to be very high. Um, yeah, I think I saw some going to be maneuverable room yeah. there. I think I saw some, it was, it was not over the 2 million per year kind of range, I think. And I think it puts the Broncos at right around 7 million in cap left, I believe. So there's still some room to maneuver. They do a restructure. They can go out and sign somebody. So I, th I think it's, it's very minimal impact. And Seth come in, we were talking about everybody has a price, you know, shout out to Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man said, uh, I said, you know, it's going to take you two two first round picks for me to answer the phone. Then we're going to talk about your third. So yeah, your third, not your third round pick, your third first round pick. So yeah, everybody has a price. Well, he's not worth that. That's what someone else might say. Well, he's not for sale. Yeah, plain and simple. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to give him up. So if That's you right. want him, you're going to have to make me an offer I can't refuse. So when it you know, when it boils down to it, yeah, when it boils down to it, he's not going anywhere. We're just talking. <laughs> no. You know, you should, if your name is in the papers paper what's the newspaper if your name is <laughs> online and connected to uh to rumor mills and stuff it's that time of year everybody's yeah. expendable man yeah and and the thing is you don't win you don't win in march you don't win in june you win on the field patrick sertan is a key player on the field you have to get give up something major to get him, and it's not going to happen James Richard coming in uh, with the Predator and the and coming in green on the Super Chat. Thank you so much. He says, if Denver gives a wide receiver, who do they replace him with? I just joined, so I don't know if it's been addressed yet. Um, one of the guys you're replacing with is Tim Patrick because you, you, you didn't have him for the whole of last season. You got rid of a couple of your practice squad guys. I think Victor Bolden was one of them. I'm not sure who the other one is. Jalen Virgil could be in for a bigger role. Um, KJ Hamler's still under contract. You you're kind of elevating Jerry Judy kind of found himself at the number one, but right now your answer pretty simply for me would be Tim Patrick and the talk coming out of Dove Valley and the Broncos is that the, the, the Broncos really want a, a, a speed, some speed at receiver position. Cause they haven't gotten that out of KJ Hamler. He's been hurt too often. I think he's got 600 yards in, in three seasons. That's, yeah. that's not somebody you can count on. Jalen Virgil is a fast guy playing receiver, not a wide receiver who is a fast guy, if that makes sense. Yeah. He didn't really know the position. You can't really count on him. So they could look in the draft for a traits guy, someone who kind of like Virgil, but maybe has a little more production. Virgil wasn't an overly productive receiver at Appalachian State. I'm pretty sure that's where he went. Looked up his numbers. He only had like 800 yards receiving in college, you know, for a team that threw for four or 5,000 yards a year. So, you might be looking for speed in the middle rounds uh, at wide receiver in the draft, Thomas. Yeah, you might be replacing him actually with a different sort of scheme. I mean, Sean Payton has fluctuated between three wide receivers and then two tight ends that get more of the attention than than the third wide receiver. So it may be something where you find them that you don't actually replace Sutton. You you bring you know you let Tim Patrick come back, work his way into it, and you start you you actually use two uh, tight ends more and get some production out of them. And so you, it may not be a wide receiver straight up change. It might be a little bit of a scheme change. Alabama Chagrin saying, say it comes in and you too. Appreciate you. AS. He says, good afternoon, gentlemen. Love the pairing of Scott, uh, Scott and Thomas. If you'd invite me on in the mornings, I'd come on with you on Friday mornings. <laughs> All right. Let's so do Scott, it. I feel better now that you thought Allen was your premier defensive guy in free agency. I'm I'm really struggling to think of okay who would I really have wanted at that position really at any position I love what what the size that he's bringing in the motor that he's bringing in the athleticism that he's got getting it done in Arizona in a place where it's not easy to get it done um, it's almost similar to me saying if you want to see if you see a guy doing something for free a guy or girl who's doing some, willing to do something for nothing. Wait till you pay him and you're able to make that dream that they love doing and turn it into a living. This guy's been, I know, toiling away, still in the NFL. 
But in Arizona, Vance Joseph loves him. So that's one of his guys. Again, a fresh start for Draymond, a fresh start for Zach Allen, I think could benefit both of them greatly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really looking forward. And thanks for the, thanks for the comment, my friend. Yeah, I think Draymond's going to have a uh, pretty pretty decent season in Seattle. Unfortunately, it's going to be with the Seahawks. And uh, and James, we had we had on on Zeke a little bit, Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think you should go there. Um, you know, I had this conversation with just sitting around watching baseball practice with some dads, and it's like, oh, he's kind of not much more than a power back, and he ain't all that big. You know, if if Derrick Henry decided that his speed was gone and he was just a power back, okay, you know, he's 230, 240 pounds. That makes sense. Zeke is a power back, but he doesn't have that kind of size, which is one of the reasons why he's breaking down Thomas. Yeah. I'm it's at some point they all do. Right. And some happen really early. And I've talked about it before at 25. That's when they start to decline. And, and, you know, sometimes it just, they go fast. They go really fast. There's some hall of famers out there that stuck it out for a while and were still productive, but you know, th- those are special. The special occasions. This is uh, this is just a, a decent, really good back early on, who's kind of got not not much left in the tank. I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to take a shot at him unless you know, like I said, it was super cheap. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't mind a true power back as they get older. Latavius Murray for a million, yeah. you know. But you know, he's a guy who's going to take his a million and be thankful for it, and thankful for the opportunity because he was on a practice squad. Yeah, give me the rock, man. I'm, I'm running from my. Every every carry I have could be my last, uh, and, and you know, and he ran that way last year. But U.S. Dave, we're getting back to the Cortland Sutton discussion. He said, "I always thought Sutton's contract was team helpful. Why do we jettison a good player that isn't bad on our cap?" Exactly. You know, yeah. again, we've we've talked about a lot of it doesn't make sense unless you factor in the possibility that Sutton does isn't wants wants a move, yeah. which yeah. I don't know that he does. But that's one of the things, like you said, it doesn't make sense that would make sense. That's about the only way it's making sense to me. How bad do I need another third round pick? Well, I could use right. a former 1400 yard youngish receiver. Who's not bad on my cap, a little more than a third round pick Thomas. That's right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like his, his cap is not bad. I mean, everybody's talking about, Oh, they got a great deal with him. So why get rid of him for the, he actually didn't play terrible. He wasn't like he was, a bad player last year, he played 800 yards. So yeah. not terrible. The, the, pro, the problem with those 800 yards is I, I think like I did the numbers on it. It was like 37% of his yardage came in the first 16% of the games. Yeah. So he was uber productive to begin with when Russ was kind of forcing him the ball. And then he fell off a little bit, pouted a little bit. Everything went to crap. Everybody was unhappy, you know? So I mean, <laughs> yeah. everybody was unhappy, especially on that it's offense. True. It's true, so, but it's um, like it, the thing I don't get to, you know, worrying about cap space, like people trying to re- say restructure Russell Wilson. You should, well, no, this, his cap sp- hit right now is actually favorable. You don't want to put, make the 58 million now, 60 million year three. I mean, sometimes you just, you, you don't worry, you don't worry too much about the money, right? It's not all about cap space. Can you get something in return that's, re- you know, reciprocal of what mm-hmm. he has actually put on the field? I don't, I just don't see it. Yeah. And part of that reciprocal is I can use that money in order to fulfill other needs in other places. Um, but again, it's so much more beneficial to you financially if you can just wait a year. Yeah. Tim Patrick's contract is like that. Russell Wilson's you can get out from under. Randy Gregory's a setup like that. Um, the, the, a lot of these contracts that are on the Denver Broncos are set up that the question coming in was, why would Sean Payton want to take this job when you're you know cap strong and you're tied to Russell Wilson? One year. One year, and this team is set up to hit the freaking nuke button and start over. And I can rebuild this team with the richest owners in all of professional sports. Not really, because there's actually like Saudi Arabia-owned soccer teams. But um, in fo- in the NFL, for sure, you know, right. I can I can do that in a great football city with the Denver Broncos uh, and and start over. Okay, well I, that worked. I don't think Russell, the, the, Sean Payton is married to Russell Wilson at all. Yeah, so he's going to have to earn it if he wants to be here more than twelve months, and they should see that next year. Like mm-hmm. they'll know next year if that's the thing. So get not don't get rid of them now. See what happens next year. If it's a if they aren't any better, then fine, get rid of them. You know, like you said, that's a much more manageable effort at that point. Yeah, I agree. I I, I wouldn't want to move on from anybody that's shown promise. I mean, Cortland Sutton 
the year that he had before he got hurt was amazing. Yeah. Two years removed from that surgery, he should be good to go. A, a, a little, a little bit can go a long way to getting these guys on offense happy. Who, who which one of them was going to be happy? Phil McLaughlin comes in again. He says, "I was surprised that we picked up fullback. I know that's going to make Miguel happy." <laughs> uh, Mike Burton or Lawrence. Both my Facebook guys, I get confused sometimes. If someone, it may have been Lawrence who's been pining for a fullback for two years. Um, fullback Mike Burton, thoughts? My thoughts on this, and I'll turn it back over to you, Thomas, real quick, is Drew Brees was known for throwing a ton of yards. You think of him as air raid. No, it wasn't like that. The, 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 the running backs were basically, we're going to run to set up the pass, and then we're going to throw to the running backs to set up the pass. You know, it was... You're, I bet my guess is Mike Burton's probably good in pass protection. He's probably a decent receiver out of the backfield. That's my guess. Yeah. But knowing what I know out of Sean Payton. I was talking about them trying to retain Andrew Beck from the get-go because I've looked back at Sean Payton's uh, teams and he's carried a fullback almost all the time. He, he relies on the fullback. I mean, he's that's not a big part of their offense as far as you know being a receiving fullback with a lot of receptions or whatever. It's going to be you know a lead blocking role, special teams. I'm happy as can be with it. When Andrew Beck left, I said they needed to get another fullback in there. This guy's a great fullback. I mean, if you if you want a fullback, this is one of the premier, I guess you could say premier fullbacks out there that were available. So I'm happy with it. They need it. He's going to be he's going to be a key uh, player in some of the packages that they roll out for sure. I've said it a bunch. The, the, I've seen this Denver Broncos team get bullied by teams that will, yeah. that will bully them in the trenches. They got bullied. You go 340 pounds of, of powers in the middle. I still need upgrade at center and then I'm okay. You know, you give me powers and minors flanked with a competent center. The, the, the gut of your offensive line just got a whole lot tougher uh, with, with, without any doubt. Now you got a 240 pound hammer back there as well. Um, 245 pounds, six foot. That's a, that's a hammer. You know, he's made a living. He's, he's been doing this a long time. He's been in the league. What? Two, four, six, eight years. That's, that's somebody you want on your side. Yes. <laughs> he's he, I guarantee you there aren't going to be too many guys that are going to want to blitz up the middle and run into him. Um, yeah. So that, that, that immediately makes your team tougher. Yeah. Tougher. And and the Broncos needed a heavy dose of that, Thomas. Yeah. And he's bringing in a championship mentality, too. I mean, he was just on the Chiefs. They're bringing in players that have that mentality. And you said it earlier, and I've talked about it. The Broncos, many of the players have known nothing but losing. Bringing in some mm -hmm. other, like, fresh perspective, someone who just came off of a championship, who has that aggressive attitude, and who can be a leader. And like, like Bill Romanowski, back in the day, he brought a championship mentality to the Broncos' defense. Maybe, maybe this is what... Uh, you know, helps that kind of be a catalyst for a, a bit more of that mentality on the offense. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, we've said uh, a bunch, culture change is one of the things we're we're looking for. So we're at, uh, let's see, we're at nine o'clock my time, Eastern time right now. We're about 45 minutes. We're going to wrap this up pretty soon. So if you got any burning questions or anything, make sure you get them in before we get out of here. Um, James Richard comes in. He says, I do think the three veterans, OL, will, will help Cushenberry. Hope so. Uh, the scheme change. Now, I, I don't even see scheme change because, you know, I, I get a little bit annoyed sometimes with scheme when you're talking about guys that just flat aren't good enough. You know, you talk about, oh, he's better in this scheme. Well, then he's not good enough. You know, if he stinks in this scheme, then he, I want better. I don't want a guy that's dependent on a scheme. I want an athlete that is good regardless of scheme. Yes, people are going to be better from one thing or another, but they shouldn't ever be bad. They shouldn't be bad. They shouldn't be getting knocked on their butts every time the ball is snapped. That's bad. That's that's scheme independent in a bad way. Competent offensive coordination and keeping a team off balance will help everybody on the offensive line for sure. We saw a little, we saw a glimpse of that at the end of last year, Thomas. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was, it was night and day that, that's why, I mean, you're right. Uh, players are good or they're not good, regardless of scheme. But last year, I think a lot of people were worse because of the mess that was so-called offense. I, I said it from the get-go. I was like, it looked like they tried something and it wasn't working, so they just scrapped it and went with a hodgepodge. That's going to that's gonna screw up everybody on offense pretty much. So I'm ho I actually hope I – like, I actually liked Cushionberry coming out of college. I hope he does improve and 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 uh, like 
has a good year. I really do. Uh, I, I, I'm that's wishful thinking probably, uh, because he hasn't shown it, but, uh, if he can, if, if they can get away with Cushenberry and he's, he's good enough that, that that's going to be a win. Yeah. Um, and James, you came in several times today. Thank you so much for helping to, as, as Chad likes to say, Mr. Mile, how likes to say, keep the lights on and what those lights do is they help keep my forehead nice and shiny. So <laughs> I appreciate you. Appreciate you coming in. Um, I'm checking Mine's out shiny today, for- man. Whew, look at that Ooh. light. <laughs> I'm checking out some of the, uh, some of the guy, some of the comments coming in. Actually, you know, let's say hello to this guy. That's Steve Kennedy is uh, up and Adam uh, who had gallbladder surgery yesterday. So, uh, and that turns out to be an outpatient thing. So Steve Kennedy talked to him yesterday. Well, Glad you're up well and soon. doing better that you made it yeah. to the chat today. So welcome in. Welcome in. Yeah. Get well soon, Steve. That's uh that doesn't sound very uh, pleasant. I I, can, I know I would never like to have that. <laughs> yeah, and, and Aki Dragon says the Cardinals have won more games since 2015 than the Broncos have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just but talking about you know a culture change. I was talking about the Bronco the the Cardinals of the last couple of years. They they haven't been very good. So you know, getting that fresh start, you're saying okay, well he's excited to get out of there. Or, you know, a fresh start. There are some similarities there, but still. When sometimes in more stressful games, baseball in particular, the the mentality can actually hurt you early on. You try, you're trying to do so much that, you know, it needs to be, you know, baseball is a grind. It's every day football though, that little bit of extra that you're able to get, because I want to prove what I'm doing out there can give you, it's just a bigger, faster, stronger game. If I got a, if I'm a little bit bigger, a little bit faster and a little bit stronger, because I want to prove that I'm worth my new contract to my new team who has put their faith into me. That's a good thing. So, you know, expect to see the best is yet to come from Zach Allen. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, yeah, Scott, I, I I'm, I'm kind of high on him, even though I was down that Draymond left, I'm, I'm high on him. But the big thing for me is he's got to get, and, and this is, I said this before you, you pressures are great on a lot of quarterbacks, but we watch the Super Bowl. They were putting pressure on Patrick Mahomes and he still did completely burned them. You got to get him <laughs> into the ground. You have to. And I, I want to see him getting to the quarterback. I know he's getting pressures. I know he has some batted balls. You need to get him in the ground facing him twice a year. You got to get to him. I, you know I want to see him I saw, a little bit. You know, you know who I saw handle Patrick Mahomes in the last two years in big time games? Who, who handled Patrick Mahomes? Tampa Bay. I, well, I'd say the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, in and the last two years, in the last two years, since the Bengals did, and they did it because beyond all realms of possibility and probability, they got pressure with three guys. Yeah, you know, you normally say if you can get pressure with your front four, you're you're really dangerous. That that's something I truly and wholeheartedly believe in. They were dropping eight in the coverage and getting pressure with three. Yeah. Okay, that's not a formula that you can replicate. so you know i i don't know how you stop patrick mahomes on a consistent basis he's just that good you try and build up your team that i'm good enough to be in the game and when it's when it comes my turn maybe i'll get a shot at it the refs won't call a holding penalty uh to to end the game when they've got the ball but i digress that was just a shout out (laughs) to my 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 i feel cheated video that i I felt cheated by the end of that game because i wanted a more dramatic ending um then what i got when that flag went down i went "Mm, game's over well that kind of stinks this was an epic game um and i didn't think it was a a hold i thought it was a borderline call anyway but that that is still going on my facebook (laughs) page i'm still getting uh salty kansas city chiefs fans who are only proving my point that we were all cheated and including kansas city chiefs fans anyway nathan leituala coming in great show guys great dashboards thomas Thank Didn't you. recognize your Tableau public profile because your pic shows a beard. They were the <laughs> same age, and I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, so on my sh- on the show, I think it was on this show last week. I was, or maybe it was on Saturday. I was talking about my Tableau dashboards. I built a draft probability calculator. You can go in, you can make trades on there. It'll tell you whether you've lost probability or gained probability. And I added a probability uh, comparison for positions too so based on the last 10 years of drafting uh, up until uh, 2019 because we're still kind of 
looking at uh, what's going to happen for these uh, new draftees. So it's a, it's a cool, uh, it's a cool tool that I use all the time to say, Hey, we just traded these three picks uh, for these three picks. Did we, you know, win or lose it instead of using that value pick that Jimmy Johnson came up with, which was just descending numbers. This is actual, you know, real math. So yeah, go check it out. It's on Tableau public free to use just because I okay, felt like so making it. Now I get what you're talking <laughs> about. And, um, you know, the, I'll tell you the appreciate you coming in, Nathan. I'll tell you the I kind think- of comments that annoy me. And someone called me out to talk to me about it yesterday. You know, it, it's stuff like this. It's from Iron Man KMSA. Listen, we can agree, <laughs> we can disagree, but your opinion is no more valid than mine. At least he didn't throw in an, L, an, an LOL or ML, you know, laugh my hiney off type of thing. Sutton's the second highest played player on the team. Oh my God, wake up! It's 18 million. For a premier wide receiver, that's not awful. And his cap hit isn't that bad. And it gets real easy to get out from next year. That was the point we were trying to make. Your dead cap isn't that beneficial to try and move this year. So you don't get the financial flexibility if you move on from him this year. Why else would you try and trade him for a third if not for better financial flexibility? You get really good, oh my God, type of flexibility if you wait one year one year and for the premier wide receivers that are getting 20 plus million i think i looked it up yesterday and this is before any new contracts have happened he was about 12th or 13th in the nfl which isn't awful for a guy who's had a 1400 yard receiving season at 25 years old and then got hurt if he can become a 1200 yard receiving type of guy again in a sean payton offense 18 million is a bargain in this day and age, for goodness sakes. And again, yes, he is highly paid. Yes, he has a fairly flexible contract, but that flexibility is next year. Wake up, dude. <laughs> I like it was all caps. That means it's serious, <laughs> right? You know, like, I, you know, you want to make sure that we got it. And we did. We got it. It's cool. I mean, got everybody it. has their own opinion. I don't, I mean, I have an opinion. I, I don't, and you know, may not like it or who knows. So yeah, whatever. Really? No, really. And this was before I just said this. So he didn't get a chance to respond. Really? It is much more beneficial to hold on to and make a move next year because of the dead cap numbers and ramifications. It doesn't make sense to me to try and move on from him this year for a third round pick because you don't get the financial benefits that you would next year. And the other team might not be willing to p- send as much because they're taking on the money that you don't get the benefit from because of the dead cap hit. Doesn't make and sense. Guess what? If he stays here next year and he has a 1,200-yard season, no one's going to be complaining. They're going to be like, yeah, it's a great deal. He's getting paid $18 million. We got 1,200 yards out of him <laughs> and eight touchdowns. What a steal. So, you know, it's all, it's all, all, it all depends on your perspective. Yeah. No, I, I understand. No, he, he is well paid. He is. And he's probably, you know, we're th- talking about him and, him and Tim Patrick. Well, Tim Patrick's definitely overpaid. He's like the fifth, third or fourth highest paid guy. And he didn't even play. Yeah, yeah I get that too. Um, let me see here. There's some last ones coming in. Um, before we get out of here, Phil McLaughlin came in again. Let me see if I can find him as I scroll down here. Phil McLaughlin had some stars. Want to make sure we take care of him, but we'll get James Richard again. The predator coming in. So it's my opinion that Denver has the best defense because they was out there almost all season long last year. My fear. So we won't get a good offense until we lose that great defense. Yeah. You want to find the balance and it just drove me crazy. I, I get, fired up in these conversations as you can tell and this is me holding back (laughs) because i'm actually live streaming believe it or not when i would hear the priests talk about the defense letting the team down just drove me nuts i'm like i can't believe they held on that long when your offense is historically bad and three and out after three and out after three and out after three and out and you're going to complain because they gave up a field goal to lose 12 to 9 come on so yeah. yeah, that was the fear was that you know you you'd have to cut in and, and it is a fear. Hopefully Zach Allen can make up for the loss of, of Draymond Jones. Where's Bradley Chubb? Hopefully that's Randy Gregory. Can you count on him? Um, you know, with Von Miller, you've you've lost a lot of good talent. Shelby Harris, you've lost some good talent the last 12, 13, 14 months. You have. Can it be replaced? Zach Allen's a good start. Um but that's really the the big ticket guy. Nick Benito hasn't been a whole lot of help yet. So James, I'm with you on this, dude. I get it. I think it, I think if they're healthy, you're going to see a pretty solid defense again. 
face it, the, their edge rushing was decimated from injuries almost the whole year, and they still played pretty well. Now, if the offense is better, you're not going to see the same numbers that they put up, you know, the defensive points against probably, because they're going to be playing, people are going to be playing to to score more points when they didn't have to last year. But health is the big thing. Randy Gregory plays 17 games, and Browning plays 17 games. You're going to see a better uh, all-around defense, I think. Health if 30. the health. I got 30. <laughs> I got 30 out of those two. I'd call it pretty happy. That'd be 15 yeah. each. Yeah. That'd be pretty solid. Phil coming in. We're just about ready to get out of here. Got a couple more supers we got to run through. But he says, you know, another right tackle. Scott, the Atlanta Falcons didn't pay that much for Caleb McGarry. Should we have tried to spend more to get him? I think I would have preferred him. So Caleb McGarry ended up getting about, he got a three-year, $34.5 million uh, contract. My guess would be, at 10 million, 11 million per, that probably means about 22 guaranteed. That's about a third of what McGlinchey got. Yeah. Yeah, I would rather have that contract for sure. Uh, I'm not positive. I wouldn't rather just have had the player. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of what Caleb McGarry can do in the, in the running game. And if you want to bully people, he's a bully out there. So if you, if you, at the same price, I think it's a no brainer. My gut feeling though, Phil, and I said this on one of our podcasts. The Falcons and McGarry had a deal done. They they had one done. When they didn't tag him, I said it that day. I won't be surprised if a deal gets announced for the opening of the free agency period. Now, it didn't get announced Monday or Tuesday, and those huge deals hit. And I was like, oh, God, he's gone. They're not going to pay $70 million for him. No, they weren't. They paid 34 for him, and that's probably two years, uh, $22, 23000000 million with an option year. McGarry with more money, I would have much rather had that contract for sure. Maybe a little bit more than McGlinchey in that big contract. But my gut feeling, Phil, was the Falcons had already done a deal for him. Yeah, it's a, it is a bummer to see those deals come in a little bit cheaper. But and and I have my questions about McGlinchey. Obviously, I actually preferred Jawan Taylor for the money. But you know, we've got him here. We're going to watch him play. I just I keep my fingers crossed that the some of the weaknesses uh, are not as glaring this year as as we've seen in the past. So, yeah, it's a bummer. It is a bummer, but, you know, you can't do anything about it at this point. And uh, Brian Birch coming in just about ready to close us out tonight. He says, hey, guys, any word on the safety from the Eagles? Now, is that is that Bradbury, I guess, is the safety? I think it's I uh, John uh, Chauncey. Uh, okay. Chauncey Johnson. CJ. There's, there's a yeah. ton of Eagles. <laughs> We're free yes. agents. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's him. I I don't know. It doesn't. It seemed like there was a lot of buzz about it. He was following a bunch of people uh, that were Broncos on Instagram and stuff, talking. You know, a lot of buzz about it, but it hasn't happened. Uh, I don't know what he's going to command as a contract. So that's that's tough to see. But I mean, if if the Broncos really want to uh, really massage the salary cap and 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 start getting better deals down the road, go with the young guy. Go with Caden Stearns. See what he can do. He was a promising rookie. Get some injuries. I don't. I, I don't know. I'd rather see what you could do with that safety than go out and spend big on an older safety. I don't know. I can't. I don't know how old he is, but he's been around for a while. Th- then you know, try and build yourself up through the youngsters and fill in those spots where you don't have the stars, and see if you can build a youngster up and and become an elite player. Appreciate you, Double B, Brian Birch yeah, coming you. in uh, with the super. Nathan Leitualad hitting and coming in for the brace. That's two goals in hockey and soccer terms. So he's got the brace tonight. He says, with all the new additions to the offensive line, do you expect the starters to play more in the preseason than they did last year, a.k.a. Russ? Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> yes. God, I yes. forgot about that, Thomas. Yes, we got a new I system, do. A new quarterback, new everything, and we're not going to go out and scrimmage? Yeah. No, I, I at first was <laughs> – I actually was kind of duped into thinking, all right, yeah, you don't want to get injured, but the offensive line needs to gel. And the problem was they went out and were rusty and then got injured anyway, Yeah, right away. So it's like, okay, yeah, there's a balance to it, but I think the offensive line definitely needs to play. And Sean Payton has been, has been very vocal about they're going to play in the preseason. We're not going to have this. No, everybody sit and then come out and look like a rusty team. In yeah, game the, the, like the first three games look like preseason games, right? And then, exactly. and, then, and then, like you said, then they get they get they're hurt anyway. So, yeah. 
I forgot about that. <laughs> it, it, it bothers me a little bit. You know, part of this, you know, I make a good living in, in football and it's like, this is the only game in the world where it's so dangerous that people don't want to play it. Yeah. You know, it's like, where else would you say, no, no, we don't want to scrimmage because we don't get anybody else hurt. What? Everybody yeah. wants to scrimmage to help sharpen your team and every other sport ever imaginable. Guys pull out of bowl games because they don't want to risk getting hurt. That's how risky this game is. And every once in a while, that makes me feel a little guilty, just just a little bit. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, because because I know so many of these guys don't end up being aren't compensated. You know, yeah. it's happening more in the college level with the NIL where they are making some money. And that makes me feel better. I digress, though. Um, want to finish up. I know Michael's down here. I want to flash Michael before we get out of here because um, Michael Ranke is going to close us He's out man. with a uh, with a message. And if I can find it in here, Michael, where'd you go? Here we go. Nice and simple, but you know, it, it's so consistent and he's always here. He's like the secure Michael security blanket Ronquillo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only the Broncos had a left tackle and right tackle, an offensive line as consistent as Michael Ranquillo is. Great. It's his great show tonight, Thomas Hall and Scott on Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos and buck them with the B. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Thomas, I think we got to get out of here. You got any yeah. last words? Uh, you you want to tease uh, tease your show on Friday? What you got coming for us? Yeah, no, I don't even know what I'm going to really talk about on Friday. Actually, <laughs> to say the truth, you know, I've been doing. I've got three shows, so I, I, and you know, it's kind of hard to like prep. So I, I don't know what I'm going to say. It's going to be something historical, <laughs> though. Obviously, we'll, see what, uh, the, I, we'll see what the news cycle brings. Yeah, if there's some big news that come up, but otherwise, it'll probably be something based on history. But I'm going to start bringing back the uh, Mile High Legend. I think that was fun. It was fun for me. I hope people liked it, and uh, so it's a nice mix. But yeah, I don't know what we're going to talk about. So uh, we'll see. But I appreciate everybody that came in and, and hit us up in the comments. They were great comments. Good conversation. Thanks for the support. Really yeah, appreciate hour it. Hour flew by. So this yeah, was the Mile High Insiders. Um, I was the Mile High Outsider tonight, just kind of crashing the party. But you can follow the Mothership account at Mile High Huddle on Twitter. And if you haven't checked out all the available options, MHH is in Mile High Huddle. Merch.com. And I will not say the rest of that. Schwag, I disagree, is, is stuff we all get. <laughs> you got to pay for this stuff. This is stuff you need. You need to get. You can follow on Facebook at Mile High Huddle Pod. And Instagram is someplace they've been talking about a lot lately. And then this is a big one, Apple Podcasts. Look up the Mile High Huddle Podcast on the Apple Pods. You can leave your priest a five-star review, but why don't you throw in our names too? If you appreciate the effort, say you liked us. What could we do better at? We had a lot of fun being here today. Thomas, had a great time tonight. Thanks for asking me to come in. Love being here. Everybody in the chat, BK, going to come in and close us out. Love the studio duo. Great show. Appreciate you thank as you. well. And Dylan, I said I opened the show with a thank you. I'm going to close it with a thank you. And to that, I'm going to say good night. And you can check out uh, Nick and I will be on tomorrow morning, Broncos for Breakfast, at 7 a.m. Mountain Time, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. We're early. Broncos for Breakfast. Set your clocks. We'll see you then. Have a great night, everybody. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Bronco.